You're listening to Two Guys Talking Wine with Michael Pincus and Andre Prue. I'm Michael Pincus of MichaelPincusWineReview.com. I am sitting in a studio in St. Catharines. While my podcast host seems to have got himself a trip to California. I'm Andre Prue from AndreWineReview.ca and I am sitting in downtown Napa, California. And, and how the heck did you get there? Obviously, you're going to tell me you flew, so really, don't be a jerk. <laughs> uh, I was fortunate enough to be invited by uh, Robert Mondavi Winery to explore their uh, Tokolon Vineyards. Vineyard. It's one vineyard. Just one vineyard. But it's massive, and it's beautiful, and... It's California. Uh, what do you want from life? Actually, before we get into like specifics, like, and, and just so we can save a bunch of time, because I know... If it were the case, I'd want to talk about it, and you certainly wouldn't want to hear about it. There has been virtually no Chardonnay on this trip. Jesus Murphy. Yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. Uh, I am okay. Uh, I have fallen back in love with uh, California Cabernet Sauvignon hard right now. I saw some of your pictures. You were you were showing a lot of uh, imports as well. You know, um, I guess we could sort of timeline what's happened because this is right before the final kind of gala that they throw here, but I've gone through all the education and everything. Uh, what the Mandavi people have done is this is a program that they've been running every year for a, a few years. And um, when you arrive, they greet you at the winery and they take you on a, a guided tour of the facility and they pour for you wines that they feel are equal in quality to what they make here at this winery. So we started the night with a glass of Krug. Uh, we moved to Grand Cru Burgundy. We moved to uh, Aubryon. Uh, we had a glass of Penfolds Grange. Uh, even rolling that list of wines off, it just sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? So then from, from that tasting... Uh, I also saw you had a lot of California cab from other wineries. Yeah. So the next morning after we had our uh, kind of intro, they do Cabernet. Actually, we did uh, Cabernet Sauvignons of the World, where we tasted some uh, Bordeaux, Southern Hemisphere, um, California, Washington. We, we sort of go through the whole gamut where they, they, they really kind of hammer down the sense of terroir that Cabernet Sauvignon grows really well in different places, difference of climate and soil, but it's all still very good wines. Like it's really impressive that they highlight this grape uh, in the best light. And I mean, across all sorts of, of price points, but uh, up until the tasting today, what was really sort of impressive was uh, they were picking wines that would cost quite a bit more than what the Mandavi stuff would cost, which are, are still wines that I'd be happy spending the money on. So, 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 so are you, are you done the program or is there more like this is Friday, Friday night, Friday afternoon. And I yep, can't believe I'm talking to you at three in the afternoon, California time, six o'clock our time. Um, and you're, and you're done. Uh, well, we have a final gala tonight where we're going to be tasting some back vintages of some reserve Cabernet Sauvignon from Mondavi. And uh, then that's it. Tomorrow morning, I've got a free day in California, which we'll probably talk about at a, at a later date. But I just, uh, I'll, I'll be honest, I'm still a little overwhelmed at the amount of information that we've, we've gone through. And uh, what has been really, really 
fascinating. Uh, I mean, I love tasting the the final product with wine. Like it's really nice to be able to do these comparative tastings, do back vintage tastings. But uh, yesterday, the the Thursday May tenth was by far my favorite day. Um, I went on a bike ride. Is that sushi day? Uh, nope. Sushi day was on on Wednesday. We ate at Morimoto. Oh, I guess Uh, I, I guess I'm a day late when I catch up with your stuff. That's okay. The 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 Morimoto stop was pretty great. They've got uh, a lot of really great restaurants down here. Um, but yeah, no the um, the Thursday we got to go on a bike ride through the uh, Tokalon Vineyard, and um, a bike ride. Yeah. You also went on a balloon okay. ride, but you went on a bike ride. Yeah. The, well, I'm terrified of heights. Okay. <laughs> so, to everyone who saw my pictures on Instagram, like they were impressive pictures, but. Uh, let's just say I'm very lucky I didn't crap myself on that balloon ride. Well, Andre, then I'm glad I didn't tell you, but I, I'd like literally the day before you posted this balloon ride thing, I saw a picture of a balloon hitting, uh, overhead wires and bursting into flames. So I'm glad I didn't send that to you. Yeah. yeah thanks, Michael. Actually, we had a few people talk about that, that video before we got on there. It was just like, so it's a balloon with five compartments. There's one compartment for the pilot and four compartments for passengers. There was uh, 11 of us. Uh, wait, sorry. Let me do math. There were 13 of us on the balloon, including the pilot. So I stood in my little corner compartment and moved as close to the center of the balloon as possible and just gripped onto the edges in the middle for all my life. I, I've, been a, I've been on a balloon once myself. Uh, I remember spending a lot of time crouched. Okay, so so same thing. That being said, though, the photos that I took do not do it justice. And the Napa Valley itself is not a huge place. So getting to see the views from up high is is really, like, it's breathtaking. It's impressive. It's um, uh, it, it just gives you a sense of the scale of what is happening here. So let's go back to that bike ride. So is it a motorized yeah. bike or an actual pedal bike? No, it was a pedal bike. Uh, we went through a, a pedal bike through the property. Um, obviously, the focus of, of Mondavi and Tokolan is, is Cabernet Sauvignon, but um, we got to drive up to a, a little portion of the vineyard called I-Block. And uh, I-Block is a section of vines planted in 1945, and it's all Sauvignon Blanc. Uh, it's Sauvignon Blanc in kind of like a, a goblet style training so there's no wire or trellising or anything it's wide spacing between the vines and talking to the vineyard manager i mean when you're down in california you see a lot of drip irrigation and i mean obviously like the high quality wineries they tell you that they don't really want to use the irrigation unless they have to and especially over the past few vintages with the drought stricken conditions you've had to irrigate but there is no irrigation site on this block of sauvignon blanc vines and while there's been no Chardonnay down here, uh, I, I know we haven't talked about it on the podcast a whole lot, but I know that you know that I'm a big fan of, of Sauvignon Blanc from California and Sauvignon Blanc in general. See, I, uh, see like I'm, I'm not. See, I think California Sauvignon Blanc is very flabby, so somebody would have to prove to me otherwise. And maybe it's just the stuff that's brought in by the LCBO and the stuff that we taste. But I am, am not a fan. Well, it's definitely got a difference in, 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 in style. The Mondavi stuff that I've tasted, the Fumé Blanc, um, manages to retain a, a certain amount of freshness, but you're adding a bit of, of oak to it, which gives it some complexity, which maybe helps compensate for some of that lower acid. 
Um, but I've tasted some really nice Sauvignon Blanc down here with, with some bright crisp acids. Uh, I, I've got my free date tomorrow. I'm going to see if I can find a bottle for us to enjoy together. My criticism with California Sauvignon Blanc is that it generally gets a little expensive for what you're getting, especially if anyone's picked up the uh, the June issue of Quench. I have a whole article about Chilean Sauvignon Blanc, which comes in at you know ten to fifteen dollars Canadian. So it's uh, it's a whole different story when you're talking about Sauvignon Blanc from California that has not been an oak, an oak Sauvignon Blanc at twenty twenty five dollars. I find that a bit of a hard sell when you have other options, you know. Well, I know that uh, Mary Edwards in uh, in California makes a delicious Sauvignon Blanc, but again, it's it's a pricey piece of business. But yeah, absolutely, they uh, they don't want to sell a lot of that. Uh, I think yeah. they they focus on Pinot and and they made a Sauvignon Blanc as a starter wine, and priced it uh, at a at a point where you know, they would have it in stock when they were doing winemakers' dinners and have a white to show. But it yeah. still sells very well, from what I understand, even at its price point. Yeah. Yeah. So, now, how do you do you bike ride often? I, I have to ask these kind of questions. Uh, I haven't been on a bicycle in, like, probably eight, nine years, but when you're in a vineyard away from traffic, it's a lot less scary than what I imagine biking in downtown Toronto would feel like. Well, well, true. Um, but you, you and I, uh, talking about our wonderful physiques, uh, are not really built for bike riding. I managed okay. All right, you did all right. You weren't huffing and puffing away there. Um, well, I mean that's the thing. In in, in spite of our wonderful physiques, uh, I still walk my dog quite a bit. So uh, oh, okay. I've got I've got the cardio down. All right, you were okay that way. All right, I'm just <laughs> I'm just, just checking that you weren't. Uh, uh, they weren't getting out the uh, the paddles for you. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Actually, you know what's been interesting about about down here, and it just as a non a non sequitur segue, just sort of came into my mind because um, the afternoons here have been really warm. And if anyone's been following me on Instagram at Andre Winery, I've been adding the temperature tag. We've been at like twenty six, twenty seven degrees in the afternoon. I didn't but know there was generally a temperature for the tag. Nice How's that for interesting? All right, go on. Uh, but the mornings have been about 9, 10 degrees Celsius, so uh, you really get a better understanding. Because you just imagine California being hot all the time, unless you've been down here to sort of experience it. But you get hot days and cooler nights, so I can really see how that benefits the, the grape growing. Well, I was I was in Monterey years ago, and, and I did experience the, the, the... They consider Monterey very cool climate. Um, I loved walking into Monterey Vineyards. Or at wineries and having them explain cool climate to me, it was actually very funny. Yeah. So, I, I don't, and I don't know if if they were trying to explain cool climate to you while you were there. Nope. Pe- people have been uh, actually. It's it, it's sort of interesting, like because uh, this is hosted by Constellation Brands and uh, Inaskilla used to be owned by Constellation. I think people are more aware of like especially there's at least a half dozen Canadians on this trip. Uh, so they seem to be more aware that there's we're, we're familiar with what's going on. That's good. So, what's your big takeaway from this trip? What do you? Uh, I, I know you've fallen back in love with Cabernet Sauvignon. Uh, so, before I ask you the takeaway, here's this: What were your top three wines? Don't have to be obviously Robert Mondavi, but your top three wines that you tasted that that made uh, this trip so wonderful. Uh huh. If I'm being perfectly honest, I don't think I could. I could. Pick a top three. Like I walked through the retail store at Mandavi, and I'm not. 
I'm absolutely not just saying this because it's Robert Mondavi that in, invited me down here, but uh, the first night getting to taste Krug and O'Brien. Krug and O'Brien were the clear highlights of that that first night. What was the year of O'Brien, uh, if, if I can ask? 20, 2013. Okay, so it's it's recent. Well, and it kind of doubled down on the fact that I really, really enjoy... I really, really enjoy my wines a little bit younger. Um, we've had some older Robert Mondavi wines here. We had a 1998 Magnum of Reserve Cabernet Sauvignon. And to be honest, Michael, if we were pouring that blind, we probably would have guessed Warm Vintage Niagara. There were all sorts of savory notes on it with a little bit of Cab Sauve in the blend. Uh, like, not quite the bell pepper, but, you know, kind of that herby note that you get from really, really great Niagara Cabernet Franc. And that was in the blend, and it was just it was just a really well-put-together wine. Uh, for the new stuff coming to the market, the Oakville Cabernet Sauvignon in any vintage that I've tasted uh, has a little bit... It's a little bit more robust and a little bit less elegant than the much more expensive Tocolone vineyard stuff. So I'm looking forward to seeing some of those wines hopefully coming through the uh, the LCBO. The Oakville Fumé Blanc. Uh, I've been really lucky. So the iBlock... Sauvignon Blanc that comes from those 1945 vines is available at the retail store down here. The bottle is beautiful. Even the cork has it has a special cork for this wine. It is really expensive and it's a really special wine, but kind of a sobering reminder that just because a wine's expensive doesn't mean it's necessarily great. Um, and don't get me wrong, this I Block Sauvignon Blanc is great, but at forty dollars a bottle, the Oakville Fumé Blanc coming from different parts of the same vineyard is a friggin' steal if you want something a little bit richer, a little bit bigger, but still with some nice acid. So the Krug was a a, a highlight. The Haute-Briand was a highlight. You got one more. Uh, no, no, no. I'm not going to pick those. I, I think I, I just went through five wines there, Michael. The 98 Magnum Reserve Cab Sauve, the uh, Oakville Cab Sauve 2014 from Mondavi. I saw you tried Cade. You tried Ridge. Uh, I saw so many different names. There's got to be, uh, obviously, some of those that, that stick in your head a little bit. Actually, one that... Okay, so if I'm being completely honest about... Uh, I expect the nothing the, less from you, Andre, Dr. Prue. The comparative tastings were really more about understanding sense of style and were less about scoring. So tasting those panels, it was fairly homogenous in terms of the quality of wine so there weren't any clear standouts because it wasn't a competitive tasting see i know but, you're but, a ridge fan i saw a ridge there i, I know thought, i thought you'd be all over that like a dirty shirt I, I loved it uh i did like it out of the panel i picked it out of the panel but it wasn't like head and shoulders above it wasn't like oh my god this thing is so good but today on friday the 11th let me tell you about the panel that we did right before i spoke with you we tasted wines from five wineries um, that all make wine from the, the Tokolon vineyards. Some people buying their fruit from, pardon me, Andy Beckstoffer as well. Uh, and some of them owning small portions of the vineyard, that being, hang on, i got to pull the name out. Uh, i got it written down. Oh, he's pulling Tom, the notes, Tom Garrett. Let's see how fast he can pull this out. Tom Garrett from Dieter Family Vineyards. So Tom's family owns a small person, a, a small portion of the Tokolon Vineyard and have been working with the Mandavi family for years. The panel today was outstanding. We're talking wines that the cheapest wine was $95 American. 
up to $300 American. But uh, Tom Garrett from Dietrich Family Vineyards brought this 2015 Cabernet Franc. And his vineyard is, is 20 acres, half of it's Cabernet Franc. And I've tasted Cab Franc from California in the past. And I've often found that unbridled heat just cooks away a lot of those varietal characteristics that you and I really love about Cab Franc and that if you're listening to this podcast and you're from Ontario, you've probably come to know and love about Cabernet Franc. Dude, this tasted like Franc. This tasted like rich, concentrated, velvety, uh, blue fruit, uh, kind of a round sort of menthol edge like you get in some of the 2012s and the uh, imagine we're going to get from the 2016s. And I can't believe that I'm com- comparing like Niagara to, to California, but the restraint that is being shown in this bottle of wine was insane. Like a very clear highlight. So how of, how big is this Tokalone Vineyard? 500 acres. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a big vineyard. Yeah. And it's owned and by all- how many different people? Um, so there are... Let's see, Farniente, UC Davis owns a couple portions. Opus One has a few portions. That's one, two, three. Mondavi owns most of it. And then there's Dieter and Horton are the two separate blocks, and that's it. Wow. Oh, and Beckstoffer, sorry. Andy Beckstoffer and uh, a few people. No one can tell me exactly how much Andy charges for his grapes, but let's just say it's at least 25 grand for a ton of capsule from that vineyard. Wow. All right, so I think uh, I had asked you earlier, and then I stopped you from doing it. What's your takeaway? Who? My takeaway is that um, California Cabernet Sauvignon can still have great acidity. All right. I know that's kind of oversimplifying a, a, a lot of things, but um, we, we, we tasted it in the first night from going from Aubryon to focusing on, on the Tokelon Vineyard. The wine's are really, really good. And um, I know you and I, we we both have different ideas of how much we like to spend on a bottle of wine. I know you and I, we both don't like spending a lot of money on a bottle of wine just because it's it can get really expensive if you fall in love with certain regions. But uh, hey, I, just, I, I just bought a, a $15 bottle of uh, Plan de Dieu, which is Cote de Rhone. Uh, I'm very oh, man, happy with that. You splurged. You huh? splurged. You I splurged. did. 15 bucks. 15 bucks. But I think my takeaway from this is I think I need to uh, go back and pick up a few bottles of, of Napa Cab over the year. I don't think it's something I can afford to do every week, but I think it's just something where, frankly, in terms of value to quality, it's still cheaper than getting the Grand Cru Bordeaux. And it's been amazing. No one has, only one person in this whole week has used the word Grand Cru in comparison to Tokelon. Like the Americans are working really hard to established this vineyard as the the Grand Cru of California without using those words. And I have to tip my hat to them for doing that because there is something really special about this vineyard. Wow. Straight up. Well, there you go. There you have it, as they say. Huh. Huh? What are you going to do with the rest of your day? We don't usually podcast this early. No, it's early. Uh, well, actually, it's my wife's birthday tomorrow. Mm. So we're uh, we're having some people over tomorrow. Uh, and tonight it's, it's all about her. So she was like, what do you mean you got a podcast with Andre? And I said, you give me 20 minutes, half an hour with Andre. The rest of the night is yours. 
Well, I'm glad that I'm special enough to be included in that uh, in that thing. No, no, she's still pissed off at you, Andre. Oh, you, you took away bad. from her night. Um, so then we're probably just going to open some wine. Uh, I think we're doing a fielding uh, sparkling rosé this evening, and then I guess wherever the the wine will take us. Well, I'm going to Ridge tomorrow, but I'm sure everyone will hear about that on the next podcast. Oh, I'm so, sure. Uh... I'm sure. <laughs> bring a bring, all right. Knowing how much you like Ridge, Andre, you may want to bring. A change of underwear. Oh no! I if, if I survive the balloon ride without shitting myself, I'm not going to do that at a winery. We're good. Oh. We're good. Well, I meant other. Reasons, um. But. So I'm Andre Crew from UnderRidingReview.ca. Subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Um, we'd love it if you told other people about it. If you're listening from California, thank you for listening to the podcast. I'm sure you're very happy that we took your time today. And from the Niagara studio of Two Guys Talking Wine, I'm Michael Pincus of MichaelPincusWineReview.com. And I guess today only makes sense to go, good afternoon. That doesn't sound as right, though, Andre. Good night. Thanks for listening. Please subscribe to Two Guys Talking Wine on iTunes.